Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm so excited about this episode of the podcast, and here's why. We're going to do something fun. Uh, it's going to be super exciting. I don't know if you've heard of the Enneagram, or you can even say the Enneagram. So let's do this together. Let's count to the number nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, great job. I'm so proud of you. You should get a gold star for being able to do that. Why do I count to nine? Because there's nine types in the Enneagram. And so in this episode of the podcast, that is what we're talking about, the nine different types of the Enneagram. And with the Enneagram, we're going to talk about how we can use it for good. And I'm super pumped because my wife is going to be joining us on this episode. And she's super awesome. I'm a little biased, but I'm telling you, she's pretty awesome. Before we jump into that, though, I would love for you to hit the subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube, you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be, helps us out so much. Share, rate, review, comment, um, whatever you feel led to do, but it would really, really, really help us out if you would consider uh, doing one of those many things just to, to get the podcast rolling, get people to know about it. Our goal here is to 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 encourage people to live an authentic life, and we do that by embracing our journey. And so that's what's exciting about uh, these episodes of the podcast is hopefully you're able to to embrace uh, your your journey that you're on, and and we want to live authentic lives. So again, uh, what I mentioned we're in this episode talking about the enneagram, and the enneagram is this. Uh, age-old personality test with nine types, and we're going to dig into that a little bit about those different types. And really, if you're the type of person who's like, I don't even know what this thing is, that's okay. Uh, hopefully, this will be super uh, surface level to help you kind of understand what it's about. And then if you want to dig into it further, we have a personality test uh, link that you can find on the show notes over at theanxiouspastor.com, and you can take the test and see which Enneagram type you are. And I really believe it's a huge thing that can help you in your journey. So that's what we're going to do. I'm getting ready to pass it over to past Aaron because he recorded um, this episode with Jerrica in the past. And so I'm just going to challenge him real quick. Hey, Aaron, be sure to speak real, to live authentic. So let's get trying. <laughs> Hey, everyone. In this episode of the podcast, I'm excited because we're going to be doing something a little different, something fun. And I have my lovely wife joining me today. She's going to help me um, just talk through this whole thing called the Enneagram. So what's up, babe? Nothing. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're back. Glad Yay. that we have this opportunity to do this. Um, now, a lot of people are probably asking, why does this matter? Like, what what's the big deal about the Enneagram. And I think what is so great about it is actually it's it's a very old personality test. It's been around for actually centuries. It's kind of evolved over time. But that being said, uh, it's it's a great way to understand people better. It's a great way to look through the lens of how people interact with us. And I love this quote from Ian Morgan Cron's book, The Road Back to You. The Enneagram is a tool that awakens our compassion for people just as they are, not the people we wish they would become, so our lives could become easier. 
So I love that because it it shows us that we shouldn't try to make people into something that they're not. Right. We should actually um, encourage them to grow in who they are. Right. And us do the same. And so to understand these personalities is to understand people better. Yeah. And I think when we do that, then we can have a better awareness of one another and ourselves and the whole idea that maybe there's whys behind what we do, right? That's there, a very type five thing to say there. I know, right? I know. <laughs> uh, well, real quickly, what I want to do is to start off, and I'm just going to breeze through all nine types of the Enneagram and just give you a brief description of each one. And then Jarek and I are going to kind of talk about those and talk about how uh, we can use them for good and how they can help us actually with our mental health. And so I'm going to jump right into this very first one. It's a type one, the perfectionist. They go through life seeing things as black and white. They're a responsible person who loves order. That's a type one. The type two, the helper, which is my wife. Uh, they're, they're the person who thinks of others first and looks for opportunities to be loving, giving, and thoughtful. Type three, the achiever. This type is known for their optimism, their flexibility, and their drive to accomplish goals. Type four, the individualist. Uh, this person is very expressive, creative, and desires to be authentic in all that they do. Type five, uh, the investigator. Again, that's me. Uh, fives are driven by their desire to know the why behind something or someone as well as a passion for learning new things. Uh, type six is the loyalist. They go through life being known for their loyalty and steadiness. They want the best for the tribe and will work hard to achieve it. Then the type seven, the enthusiast, this type brings a contagious level of optimism wherever they go. They're fun, joyful, and typically love to be around people. Type eight, the challenger. This person has determination that is unmatched. They are loyal and seek justice for their tribe. They will protect them at all costs. And then the last one is type nine, the peacemaker. They're known for being patient, laid back, and an agent of reconciliation, as well as being a non-judgmental presence to those around them. So lots of information. <laughs> Uh, nine types, nine different things. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm a I'm a type five, wing four. Now that just complicates things even more. What is a wing? Um, and and I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. We're not going to dig too deep into the wings on this episode. Now a type five, like I said, is known as the investigator, and they want to know the why behind things. So for me, I. I am constantly that person. I, as a kid, would take our VCR apart, if you know what that is. Uh, I would take our VCR apart and put it back together because I wanted to know how it worked. When we got our first computer, I did the exact same thing, took them apart and uh, put it back together. Luckily, everything continued to work, I think. <laughs> um, but, you know, I... I'm an introvert. Not all type fives are introverts, but I would say there's quite a few that are. We love to be alone and and we seek knowledge and we love to learn things. So Jerica, do you think that is a true assessment of me? Am I a type five? I wholeheartedly agree. 
it's, you know, it's funny because I came across this Enneagram test and I did what you're told not to do, which is you're not ever supposed to basically tell a person, this is your type. But I did that with you because it described you so well in a way that nothing that I've ever seen has. And so I kept telling you, you're top five, you're top five, you're top five. And actually, I think the first time you took it, it told you you were a type four. Yeah. But when you did a more extensive test, it told you your truer type. And I will say, like, that's one of the things about the Enneagram tests is the fact that, like, you kind of have to weed through it and make sure, like, you can take the test. And I'm actually going to link that in the show notes uh, to a test. And I actually took the test this morning before we recorded this episode. And my top two was a type five and a type four. So it was pretty accurate to uh, what I already knew. And, and one of the things I have to say about taking these tests is that you kind of have to uh, weed through it and make sure, like, this is actually you. Like, I, I do believe, like, taking the test will help give you a great assessment. And like I said, this test I took this morning was pretty accurate for me. Right. But I do think sometimes it's it can be biased in different ways and you don't realize it. So I, what I would encourage many people to do is sit down with it and know the individual types and say, no, that sounds more like me than this, what they're saying in this test. One thing that I've been told is that you have to answer for who you are, not who you're trying to be, not who you're working towards. Answer the questions based on who you are now. Yeah. Not the new you that you're working on. And then something else to note is to make sure that the test you're taking is one of those extensive ones. Don't take this short little two to three minute survey, basically. It's not one of those. You need to do one of those that actually hits a number of questions to make sure that it's covering all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I'll link, I'll link uh, the test in the show notes. There are really extensive ones that could take half an hour, oh, yeah. 45 minutes to take. The one I'm going to link probably takes about 15 minutes to do. It's not that bad. As I mentioned, I'm a type five wing four. And here's what a wing is. And this is a quote from a book called Becoming Us by Beth and Jeff McCord. And, and I think this describes it well. It says, after you land on your main type, so me, it's type five. One of the first ways each type can vary is through the wings. The wings are the two numbers directly next to your main type's number on the Enneagram diagram. What this means is that we access the characteristics of the type on either side of us while remaining our main type. So for me, I'm a type five that could either be a true five or have a wing to a four or a wing to the six. And in my case, I'm, I'm a wing four. Uh, which means I have characteristics of a type four, but I'm still a true five. Right. And, uh, and and so some people are true to their number and have no wings. Some will have a wing to either right. either side. So, uh, all right. So Jerrica, why don't you jump in and tell, tell me like, what's your type? I might have already mentioned it, but. You're my type. Ah, uh, funny. Uh <laughs> What's your type and how how do you know that that's your type? So I'm a type two 
I love people. That is, I feel like my distinguishing characteristic about me is how much I love people. I love to be with people. I recharge by being with people. Typically, the way that I think is, okay, how will this affect the people in my life? The things that I'm doing, the things that I'm thinking, the things that I'm saying, how will it affect the people in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, positively or negatively? And that weighs so heavily in what I do. And I think that's, that is very true of you because you're always looking out for other people's needs, which, you know, a type two is the helper. And, And I'll just, I'll just throw this description back out there. So, uh, we can give context to it. You're the person who thinks of others first and look and looks for opportunities to be loving, giving, and thoughtful. That's that is you to a T. You're constantly thinking of others, and uh, I I love I love that about you. And it helps me understand what fills your tank, you know, yeah. and in a positive way, like what makes your life uh, feel fulfilled. Yeah. Um. And so I think it's really good that you know that you're aware of that. And and here's the other thing about the the Enneagram that I think is very important. Not one type is better than another. Right. And a lot of times people will look like, well, I want to be that one or I want to be this one. I don't like that one. Well, the thing is they all bring such great strengths. Right. But they also have their weaknesses. Exactly. And knowing who you are, knowing what you deal with, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses helps you become a better person. Absolutely. And have an awareness of where you can lean in better. Yeah. Something that I think of often is how each person and their type is like a puzzle piece. And you can't fix or complete a puzzle with all type ones. Right. You can't fix a puzzle and complete it with all type twos like me. You have to have all the types to make the picture whole. Yeah. Well, and so I just, I want us to focus for a second on how knowing your Enneagram type can help you move forward in life. And so there's so many of us, so many of uh, so many people that are struggling mentally, struggling with feeling like they're not good enough, feeling like they're not loved, they're not valued. How does an Enneagram type help? someone with that? I think I have to say, while I am passionate about this, I am no expert. So let that be known. Me either. But something that I've learned is in researching all of these different types, each type has a core fear. Yep. Each type has a core wound. Yep. Something that has contributed to that person being that type. Absolutely. And there is such power in knowing what that is because then you're able to identify the things that trigger that fear or that wound. And knowing that you're you're able to put boundaries in place like between even you and me. Sure. I know what you're, you know, in three or four words, I know what your core fear is. Right. And you, for me, you know what my fear is. And so we can be protective of each other. Type eight. Woot woot. And um, make sure that there are lines that we don't cross because we don't want 
our core fears or our core wounds to be communicated to each other. Well, I think what it also does is it helps us understand who we who God made us to be. While I believe that some factors of life determine how we oh, live sure. out. So I would say I'm probably a five because of some of the things that happened in my as a kid right. in my past. All right. So being bullied as a kid led me to want to kind of pull myself out of, of social environments. Right. And then in turn, this kind of developed. Uh, while I would say God didn't make me uh, suffer that way, right. I, I will say I believe that God used it. Yes. God used it for my good in in the fact that he now allows these to be my strengths. Right. When a lot of times we view it as a weakness. Right. So I think I feel this tension at times that that being an introvert makes you look like you're not, that you don't care about people. Right. Right. Well, and that's not true. And what I love about this is it reminds me that it's okay to be an introvert, but I also need people like you who is an extrovert and a helper and wants to love and be with people to challenge me and draw me to that. And that doesn't matter whether you're a spouse or a friend or a sibling. We're not just talking about marriage here. We're talking about personalities and people you encounter. Right. And I think something I found is, you know, we have these labels that we identify ourselves with already, like introvert, extrovert, whatever. But you can be either or in every type. Yeah, sure. You can have people that are like you, a type five, but they're extroverts. Yeah, absolutely. And you can have people that are type sevens that you would think, oh, they're all extroverts, but that's not true. They're introverts. Yes. So it's, it's this balance of, it's not, well, you know, this is the new label. This is the new fad. It's just another depth to understanding who you are and why you are the way that you are. Absolutely. I think there's a ton of value in knowing this and being able to use it for good. And I think it's important for all of us to have a a better understanding of of what it means to to know a person and and really understand that people just because people have maybe some negative attributes doesn't mean they're a bad person. Right. Doesn't mean that they do bad things or right. I mean some people do. I'm not saying that. But but what I am saying is is, is that everyone can kind of fall into one of these types. Right. And when we can understand why people do what they do, I'm type five. I love that. Uh, when we can understand why people do what they do, then it helps us. It it encourages us to have better relationships with people. We start seeing past what they do and and see why they do it. Something that I love is that now in my life, I know someone that is each of the nine types. Oh, yeah. And that is so cool because I feel like I can understand them better. You know, it's not just about me understanding me better, but I'm able to understand those people better, which means I can love them better because I don't need to expect them to process life the way that I do. Well, I think I think it's really important for us to see past ourselves. Right. And 
oftentimes when we're struggling with anxiety or depression, while rightfully so, we need to do some self-assessment and need to work on our own uh, situation. Yeah. I, I, I've said this many times, but I really believe there's power in looking at other people. Absolutely. There's power in trying to understand someone better. There's power in finding ways to love people better. And I think that that's almost therapeutic to how uh, to, to, to kind of counter the things that I'm wrestling with. Sure. So I think this can help us from a, a mental health standpoint is you're feeling anxious, looking at other people. Find the person that can help you through this. What type can help you through this? Right. And if you can find that person, bring them alongside of you in that journey. And, and maybe they, you know, for, for me, you're the helper. So mm-hmm. you do a great job of this in understanding that I need, uh, unfortunately, I need someone to focus on my needs for a little while. <laughs> and, and you do that well. Now, not everybody's going to do that. But at the same time, you know, I, I think about having a type eight, a, the challenger, like that person's going to help protect you and right. work hard to, to, to make sure that, that, you know, you're, you're not fighting this alone, you right. know? And so I, I, I love that. Uh, the peacemaker, mm-hmm. the type nine, they're going to be the person that's not going to judge you for, for what you're struggling with. Yeah. So if you know these type of people in your life, Man, lean into them during yeah. that time. Lean in, lean into to what um, they're able to teach you and able to encourage you to do. Yeah. So, um, so here's what I'd like us to do. I, I want us to break this episode. We're gonna we're gonna take a break and come back for a part two episode. Oh. And talk about uh, some other parts of all of this. And so again. If you haven't taken the Enneagram test, I would really encourage you to uh, check out the link on our show notes. You can find the show notes over at theanxiouspastor.com and take that test maybe before this part two comes out, and this will give you a chance to to get to know you better. So, Jerrica, are you cool with that? You cool? I am on board. Okay. All right. So, Jerrica's going to be in our next episode. Woo-hoo! All right. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, I'm gonna throw it back to Aaron in the future. Thanks so much, Aaron. Man, what a great episode you and Jerrica did. Okay, now this is getting weird. No, seriously, I hope that this has been beneficial to you. One of the really cool things about the Enneagram, like you heard, is just the power of knowing all these different types and how they're all positive things. They're not negative. A lot of times people view those, like we mentioned, as negative pieces. They're not negative pieces. Uh, just because you're not this personality doesn't mean that you don't have strengths as this personality. And so we're trying to just squash that myth that you can't be who you are. That is so important is to be who you are because God made you exactly to be who you are. And so that's important. Well, like we mentioned in the next episode, what we're going to do is going to look at each personality type is known for their core longings, their core desires, and their core fears. And so we're going to talk deeply about a couple of those, kind of dig into why we do the things we do, what has driven us to maybe be this type, and how we can have that awareness and use it for good and use it 
to work through our anxiety, through our depression, and and different things like that. So again, I hope this episode's been helpful. It was so awesome to have my wife on here. She'll be back for the next episode. But as always, we want you to hit that subscribe button, share the podcast, rate and review it. That helps out, means a lot to us. Also, be sure to go over to theanxiouspastor.com. You can check out that personality test in the show notes. And be sure to um, just join up for our mailing list so you can get new information as we put it out. But as always, let's be real, let's live authentic, and let's get trying. (laughs) 